from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. As we continue our trucker appreciation series, we'll take a detailed look at today's truck driver and ask the question, how can we help improve the quality of life for truck drivers? I know this sounds like a loaded question. There are many aspects to the quality of life that a driver desires. In our last episode, we touched upon wellness programs and drivers becoming more proactive toward their health and life choices. Today, we want to discuss the items and services that drivers can use to improve their lives on the road. We'll speak with Dr. Bethany Dixon of the Driver's Health Clinic later in the program about what drivers can do to keep tabs on their health and well-being and what the clinic is doing to help. But first, we want to welcome Paul Beavers, Chief Technology Officer of PCS Software. Welcome to Road Signs, Paul. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to have you on Road Signs. You know, and celebrating Driver Appreciation Month. When we talk about driver appreciation, you know, we talk about driver satisfaction. And when you talk about driver satisfaction, you talk about, uh, we, we can kind of get, get into the conversation about the, the driver shortage and what uh, attributes can a fleet provide to a, a driver to, to keep them in the fold. When we're, when we're discussing that, um, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play, you know, such as uh, I spoke about cab comfort in, in a previous episode and, of course, driver pay. Uh, but also technology plays a major role in that as well. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show to just to, to speak upon that, just kind of how transportation companies can leverage technology to, to ease those concerns that drivers have. So, so Paul, my question to you is, where are you hearing from, from drivers and trucking companies when um, they're experiencing this type of, of uh, chasm? We know we recently had our Ignite 2021 event in San Antonio, and we had the opportunity to speak to a large number of trucking companies about this specific issue and, you know, around what, it, what a driver is experiencing and how they're reacting to technology. I think the trend right now with throwing so much technology at a driver with so many expectations for them to use technology is, is becoming a challenge. So if you think about it, they have to deal with ELDs, they deal with front-facing cameras, face-facing cameras, and all the different types of data that we're trying to get from the drivers, we being the transportation industry or the trucking companies and, or regulations, uh, regulations bodies. And so if you think about it, we're throwing a lot of technology at the drivers, and really the, the, pain, the pain is how do they consume and use all that technology how do they stay compliant? How do you get them comfortable from a privacy perspective? And how do you enable them to do their job? So I think right now that that pain point is is one that we're hearing about. The others would be just the, the simple the simple task of having easy technology in front of them versus them having to do a bunch of more complicated things, you know, using different applications and different screens and all that. And so the idea would be to, to try to make the experience much more simple. So the pain point being, you know, we're making their job harder and, and with all the technology, we have to make sure that we're figuring out how to make it easier. So what is, what would be defined as easy tech? Well, and, and if you think about a driver who has to deal with things like hours of service compliance, they have to deal with uploading DVIR reports, they have to deal with making sure that the ELDs are connected and all the different things that are going on. 
easy tech is when all that works seamlessly together, right? So for example, here at PCS, we have PCS Mobile Express that enables our drivers to bring all that, all that tech, all those use cases, if you will, all that technology to a single place, to a single experience, to really allow them to focus their energy on, on the work that they have in front of them versus having to deal with multiple applications and multiple different ways of doing things. So easy tech is a consistent experience, an elegant user interface that, that is intuitive, that allows them to do what they need to do with minimal, minimal distraction. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things I wanted to, the, the come back to as well, what you were just saying, just kind of the, the, the roadway to compliance, just uh, how, how to get compliant. Um, what, what are some of the, um, I mean, to talk about that specifically, uh, what are some of the things uh, that you're seeing or what companies are telling you that are issues or hurdles to, to, to cross when it comes to being compliant? I mean, is there anything specific? Yeah, it's really related to hours of service, you know, drive time, off time, sleeper birth, all the different statuses that a driver can be in and making sure that they're, they're conforming to the hours of service. As you know, it's very complicated in the industry. There's various types of exemptions that apply, whether it's an oil field exemption or other types of, of exemptions. And so basically to become compliant, they have to make sure that the driver's obviously driving in the allotted numbers of hours they have, they're taking the number of breaks that they're supposed to take, all of the different different time aspects of making sure that they're not uh, over overusing their drive time and making sure that they're staying safe and healthy. So to, to stay compliant is to keep up with all that. And, you know, from if you think about solutions in the market, you need a solution that is going to leverage the technology you have to help you stay compliant by keeping up with all the different the different time slots that you're you're driving you know as an example you you would have to have uh, you you need to make sure that if you're stopped by the police that your logs are current up to date and certified having an electronic way to handle the logs of all that time is one way to make it more elegant and more make it easier for the drivers okay and making it easier for the driver you know it's one thing to come up with a a system or software service that, that helps the driver uh, perform his job, perform his or her job more effectively. But then there's the other, there's that human element where, where it's um, maybe layered in cynicism or being unfamiliar with, uh, with that technology. Um, just kind of uh, about that process, what, are, what have you seen um, that fleets are doing in that regard to, to help drivers with those technology issues and just issues about the process. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think what's what's happening now is as the technology becomes more and more prevalent, drivers will and have and have started to become reliant on that technology and understand the benefits of it. I think the challenge of all of us technology providers is to make sure that the drivers understand the value to them, right? So when you're using technology, if there's something in it for you, then then that makes it much easier to to adopt and makes you much more willing to adopt it. I'll give you an example, right? We were talking with a trucking company when we were in in our Ignite event and they talked about the forward facing cameras and drivers initially not liking those forward facing cameras. And they talked about a situation where a driver ELD had detected a harsh stop where there was harsh braking. And you know in that event, 
you know, it looked like the driver had done something wrong. And then you go back and look at the forward facing camera footage and you realize that a car had cut that driver off. And really the driver should be rewarded and applauded for having avoided an accident versus having done something wrong. And so that, that driver in that instance, what the, the manager was telling me was that driver now starts to have a much higher appreciation for the technology because it really is protecting the driver from, from, you know, being held accountable for something that they clearly they were actually had done something right. And that, and at, by avoiding the, the actual accident. So that's an example of where a driver starts to under, where drivers are starting to understand the value of the technology. Other examples would be related to when they are, when they are in a compliance question or compliance situation, they have all the logs at their fingertips. They know that they have those logs at their fingertips, right? They know that they're not having to, to be in the situation. So I think as technology gets used more and more, the drivers will have a much better appreciation for, for the technology, just because there is something in it for them. And I think it's important that we continue to educate them on what, what is in it for them. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a transport topic special report. We're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. The past year has been anything but business as usual for the largest private motor carriers in North America. Private fleets face stiffer and stiffer competition for quality drivers, while freight demand continues to increase. In this episode, we highlight how appreciating drivers will help you retain your talent. But what about keeping up with freight demands? How do you recruit the drivers you need to keep up with the current e-commerce boom? Find answers in the 2021 Transport Topics Top 100 Private Carriers. In this year's publication, my co-host Seth Clevenger dives deep into the issues facing private fleets. He surveys 2021's volatile business conditions and profiles the fleets that come out on top. For the full story and complete list of top 100 carriers, visit ttn.ws slash private 2021. That's ttn.ws slash private 2021. So those two examples you just showed me, you know, they, that's pretty much a... I mean, is that just a common story that you're that you're hearing? And and if so, uh, is that more of a you know just a generational thing? Just you know, some drivers of a certain age that you know have been doing this for a long time, and they feel pretty uh, uh, they they feel that they do their job uh, efficiently and effectively. Um, and you know, then there's there's some you know new technology to you know that that um, that will help them you know do their job better, but. Um, you, you know, like I said, with a driver of that certain age, you know, they might be a little hesitant. So, I mean, is that is that more of a generational thing or, or is this just kind of uh, just the, the the new age of, of, of logistics and trucking? Well, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say that it's an age thing, uh, mainly because I if you look across all industries, drivers are, are users of technology, not, not just drivers. 
of all ages are adopting that technology. It may be a little slower to adopt because maybe a little more, a little more skeptical. But I, I personally, I don't know that it's an age thing as much as that driver having, you know, educating a driver and, and giving them an appreciation for the value. Right. I, I mean, even you know, at my age and my my parents' age, which are now fifty and eighty years old, we're adopting new technology every day, and I think I think you'll see that as the technology gets easier. I think the key is for the technology to be easier, easy, and and something that that it basically gives the driver more benefits than effort that it costs them to use the technology. So I mean, as as we all you know mature with with the technology, and and you know as it becomes more of a normal part of the, the trucking life. Uh, you know, Paul, in the, the next five or 10 years or so, where do you see this technology playing in, in the area of, of logistics and logistics software, but also in the area of driver satisfaction? You know, I think, I think from, from the broader sense of the logistics, you'll see more and more of the use of AI ML to, to solve, solve problems and to be able to pr- predict outcomes. From a driver satisfaction perspective, I think the technology that they use will continue to get easier. So it will get it will get adopted more broadly because it's easy, easier for them to, to use. I also think that that what you're going to see is the drivers being able to actually have to report less information because the technology gets smarter, right? So if you can just think about Think about things like a driver doing check calls and having to report their location. There'll be a point in time, and there already is, where the, the technology is taking care of that for them, right? And so it, it's literally saying this is where the driver is and, and reporting that back so the driver's not having to make those check calls, right? Or in other situations where if, a, if, if you're looking to predict an arrival time, you know, drivers, drivers today will estimate that time in a not-too-distant future, the the, uh, the technology that's on board the truck in conjunction with a, a variety of other factors, whether that's weather or traffic, the, te- the technology will be able to predict that arrival time. And the driver will focus more on driving and will not have to focus on providing so much information and data to their their dispatchers and their managers. Well, you know, hopefully you know, the technology will provide a, you know, a a better uh, supplemental role for for drivers, since you know they the just the the art of driving you know, long hours at a time um, can can be stressful, and there's a lot of things to think about. And having technology to assist them in that regard could, could help uh, immensely. Uh, Paul, I just want to thank you for coming onto the show and taking the time out to to make us smarter about logistics uh, software and and how. Yeah, and how it all applies to this driver appreciation month. Oh, ha- ha- happy to do it. You know, I, I think we all have a challenge as te- technology providers to address the questions that you're asking head on, which is how do we make sure that the technology is making our drivers safer, making their jobs easier and making life better versus becoming a burden and something that people have to deal with, right? If the technology is 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 a burden and difficult, then it's not the right technology. So all of us technology providers have that challenge in front of us. And it's important that we ask ourselves the questions that you're asking. So thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Likewise.
In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Welcome back to Road Signs in our series on trucker appreciation. Next, we would like to welcome Dr. Bethany Dixon of the Drivers Health Clinic in Wildwood, Florida. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dixon. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Glad to have you on. I would like to go into your work at the Drivers Health Clinic, but before we do, I really want to know how you found yourself in such a niche position of providing health care uh, specifically to truckers. How did that all come about? Absolutely. So I grew up in a trucking slash construction industry family. My father has had a CDL license since before I was born and he drove a truck and then he also ran a crane. So he would show up at the front door with either a crane or a semi or, you know, whatever he happened to be on at that time. So watching him leave at 4 a.m. and come home at God only knows what time, you know, was completely normal to me. And to see him gone over the night. Now, he wasn't he never did OTR. So I, you know, wasn't used to that part of it, but it was totally normal. And uh, fast forward many, many years, um, I ended up with a, a guy that is almost identical. He runs a crane and drives a truck. It's funny how we marry our father. Um, but so I was just in that world. And in 2014, when the law came around and changed and said that you had to be certified to do these DOT physicals, I called some people that he was around and said, Hey, if I make this change and I pay the money to go sit for a new board exam and all the fees that came with it, are you interested in in having me do this? So I started with a crane company and they said, absolutely. And I did on-site physicals. And then I started doing their drug and alcohol testing and said, Hey, wait, I really enjoy this. So I reached out and I, I found a location inside of a TA truck stop. And the story starts from there. I started serving the population and bringing the drivers in right where they were. And it seemed incredibly convenient. They seemed incredibly appreciative and I really enjoyed what I did. So it just went from there, from one stop to, uh, I do a couple different onsite locations and I have now another location out in Reddick, Florida, and I'm looking at opening a third one in Jacksonville. And I also have docs around or nurse practitioners that go in in on location um, and do pre-employment physicals and those kind of things all directly at the terminal. And um, I love what I do. And it's given me an opportunity to change lives and go in and, and focus on the fact that it's really hard for the driver to get care and get good information on what they should be eating and good information on uh, just life in general and health and exercise and stretching. And so I've been able to meet the driver where they are knowing with the background what they really go through as far as being in the family. And funny enough, my husband actually has his own DOT numbers to haul equipment. So um, we're about as inundated in this industry as we can possibly get without me physically being behind an 18-wheeler. That's awesome. I I was just about to 
ask about just meeting people where they're at. That's a very unique situation that 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 you're in and, and you've developed. And, and as you said, your, your business is growing. And that, that point of meeting people where they're at, um, and you are very familiar with this particular lifestyle, you know, the sedentary position that these uh, truck drivers find themselves in at long periods of time. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of health concerns uh, that a, a trucker might have. And, you know, as I'm finding out, you know, a, a DOT physical is about as enjoyable as a, you know, a dentist visit, you know, for, for, for most truckers in, in, in their view. Um, and, and, and just providing those particular services, um, do you enlighten enlighten the, you know, the, the drivers that come into your clinic who are, you know, skeptical about, you know, coming to the doctor or just worry or just worried about, you know, being at the doctor, you know, because, you know, most people have fears about, you know, going to the doctor and finding out that, you know, something's wrong or something like that. But, you know, in, in that particular situation that you find yourself in, how do you assuage those concerns for drivers who are a little apprehensive about going to the doctor? For sure. So a lot of uh, my patients are, are now regulars, right? They see me here. They're a little more comfortable here. Um, I don't wear a white coat. In fact, I'm in jeans and a polo every day because it's, it's you know, the most unoffensive, you know, frightening thing out there. And um, being in the truck stop gives them some sense of calm. They're, they're where they are used to being. So it does help with that as well. But there's also a sense of everybody that works with or for me um, understands that this is their livelihood. And I think that's different than going to, you know, an urgent care. You know, they sit there for four hours and then they get rushed in and rushed out. And the person doesn't seem to understand what's going on, that this is, you know, a major decision. So this is the difference between can you feed your family? Can you not? And so, you know, taking a few extra minutes and helping them learn to breathe properly and bring down a blood pressure is, you know, and just listening is a big difference is what I'm told from going to just a, you know, normal urgent care where you're merely a number and you're sitting in an office where, you know, somebody next to you might be going for a COVID shot and the other one might be going for stitches. And, you know, you never know what's going on. If you come to a focused clinic where all we deal with is truck drivers, we understand what's going on in the background there. And so we can talk about things that, you know, is a little more in depth with, I understand that you're sitting in this truck all day long, but if you got up and you stretched prior to the drive and you did these things, you would loosen up the body, you would feel better and less likely to injure yourself. Or going down the road, as much as people are like, yeah, they just sit in a truck, it's really hard on your back and it's really hard going down those roads, hitting potholes and um, what it does to your back and the care that you're going to need is is very different than somebody that, you know, has a different lifestyle. So I make sure all of the, my people fully understand and are fully engaged in this and take the time that it takes to, um, per, you know, put that over to the driver. The other point is, is, you know, you guys have no idea what's going to go on. Are you going to get stuck in traffic? How long is it going to take to load? How long is it going to take to unload? So all of our clinics are open for walk-ins because making appointments is almost impossible. And that helps with reaching the driver as well. You know that I'm open certain hours and you can just come in when it is available to you. And that takes some of the stress off as well. So you don't have to worry about, oh my goodness, I'm going to sit here and I know I'm going to miss my load. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into just understanding the profession in which we're helping. I'm pretty sure, Dr. Dixon, from where you're standing, 
with the policy of, you know, the welcoming walk-ins, it, it makes for a very exciting day, wouldn't it? I mean, just kind of uh, not knowing uh, the surprises that are going to come to, into your office. It does for sure. I have no idea the second I open my door what my day is going to look like. Is it going to be busy? Is it going to be slow? I have no idea. Is it good business? Probably not um, <laughs> because I can't make any plans. But, you know, it's it helps serve the population that I'm here for. And so that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, we're pretty quick and efficient. And again, because all we're doing is DOT stuff, drug and alcohol testing. I do some chiropractic and some nutrition, but you're not going to have emergencies run in because we're only doing wellness care. So even if there is a line, you know, we're going to be pretty, pretty efficient and get you back on the road because time is money and I don't want to waste your time or your money. You know, let's get into that. Let's get into the, the the basic healthcare services that you you do provide. You know, you uh, you know, we touched upon physicals, we touched upon you know drug testing and and uh, just uh, other healthcare services. Um, you know, could uh, I'm really interested in the n- nutrition part of it. Uh, when you have clients coming in, um, you know, asking those questions about uh, you know, nutrition or even just health and and working out, you had mentioned just kind of some of the things you can do at the truck stop. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you, that you uh, that you find in, in in working the clinic that uh, I guess uh, the needs that 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 have to be addressed more than others? I mean, have have there been certain things that 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 clients come in and uh, want or or asking about more than uh, other particular things? For sure. So I am a whole health uh, practitioner. I I focus on the whole body and and what it's going to do and how you're going to treat it rather than, oh, you have a headache, just treat the headache. So, you know, overall health starts with your diet and it starts with what you put in your body. You can't have a million dollar body on a 99 cent menu. You just can't do it. (laughs) So um, I'm actually working with another company right now to try and bring out um, food products that are fresh, microwavable, never frozen. Um, And my goal, haven't gotten there yet, but my goal is to have them available in truck stops and be able to pick them up because I know getting food access right now has gotten harder and harder during the pandemic. So even our own restaurant in the TA in Wildwood, unfortunately, got shut down. And so that leaves us with the, you know, Subway and Popeye's and Pizza Hut. And although I eat a, a protein bowl at Subway almost every day when I'm here, um, it's, it's very limited options and it makes it difficult. They do have a grab and go, so you can get some hard boiled eggs and you can get some hearth, uh, healthier food, but it definitely makes it difficult. So the goal of watching what you put in your mouth reflects in your entire body. For instance, a lot of these drivers come up with these huge bucket. I, I call them buckets. They're not even cups. And, you know, they fill them with a, a sugary soda and they go on their way and, they're having probably 2000 calories, just, you know, drinking junk throughout, you know, a day or two. And so they see themselves and you have new drivers. And I try and have this conversation with new drivers and say, look, if you're not careful, you're going to put on a good 20 pounds, you know, and they joke in college, you have a freshman 15. I would say it's 15, 20, 30 in the first year of trucking, if you're not paying attention. So the more you sit and you drink that, the the heavier you get, the more weight you put on. But as you eat sugar, flour, and pro or sugar, flour, rice, those kind of things, it turns into more sugar. And those are inflammatory. So the more you put on, the worse you feel, right? Um, it causes aches and pains and it causes you to be tired and you know, more sluggish and brain fog. So the more you're drinking those 
empty calories, the worse you feel. And it just goes downhill from there. Then you feel like you need more caffeine and it's, it's a vicious cycle. So treating the whole body and approaching it that way can definitely save you from that gain, but it can also help, you know, lose that weight. I diagnose more diabetes in my office than I care to. And it's just because they put on more weight, more weight, more weight. And we do a urinalysis during that DOT physical. And these poor guys are, are spilling sugar into their urine, which is an indication of diabetes. And then we have to have a hard conversation because, you know, diabetes can lead to eye issues and, you know, lack of circulation down into the feet. And I used to work at the VA where I worked with only diabetes and they would, you know, lose toes and then a foot and a leg. And well, you surely can't drive without your right leg. So, you know, it's a big conversation that needs to be had. And um, unfortunately, they're not getting it in most places. You know, that's, um, it's unfortunate, you know, when you, you're trying to uh, promote uh, you know, a, lift, a healthy lifestyle to, to those that you're seeing that, that are in trouble. Coming from, a, a, you know, a, a, a negative uh, feeling, but uh, let's, let's get into the more positive things um, where, you know, you know the, the people that do come into the clinic and you do um, give, uh, you know, proper advice to, I mean, it, it must be nice to, you know, you, to provide that and then see them later down the road where they're taking your advice and they are reaping the healthy benefits of that. What are those experiences like? Oh, I have a ton of those. So I have drivers that leave me and come back and their weight is lower. They feel amazing. They didn't even know that they didn't feel good. I have people that, you know, come in and say, thank you. You've changed my life. Uh, you know, the dreaded CPAP conversation. I have one that a guy even made a video for me and he said, I avoided her for another year because I didn't want to have that sleep study, but I came back in, he said, and I need to thank you because I think you saved my life. So I do get those conversations and the people that, you know, leave me and uh, come back three months later or six months later, or even, you know, just stop in just to say hi, to say, I didn't know I could feel this good. And it's just with simple, small things, you know, start with week one, get rid of the sugary drinks. And then week two, you add something else And small, small goals make large changes. And so if you can start with a small change, pick whatever that is. And then the next week, another small change and a next, next week with another small change. You don't climb the mountain all at once, right? You do it one step at a time and you need to look at your health the same way. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dixon, before I let you go, I just want to ask you, uh, what is your advice or guidance to other doctors and healthcare professionals that are not privy to the trucking industry and its lifestyle as you are? Uh, how could they... Uh, provide better care for a, a person in the trucking industry? What, what are some of the things that they could do to, uh, I guess, break through? Well, you were just talking about, you know, uh, the, the dealing with, with CPAC and diabetes. What are some of the things that they could do to, to break through more, uh, more effectively to those in the trucking lifestyle? Well, sure. If I was talking to a group of physicians that, you know, didn't understand the industry, I would first say, learn to have some appreciation. So learn to care, you know, don't look at them just another number because I appreciate each and every one of our drivers, you know, without our drivers, we have nothing, right? And it has to come from, from that perspective. And then you have to understand, you know, the confounds of some of my drivers don't have a home base, you know, and that's hard for 
people to process that aren't in this world. And so the things that you're recommending have to be in the confounds of what's available. So um, I, I think they all need to stop and take a step back and just take a few minutes and then listen to your driver rather than just push them through a DOT physical because it's something that they have to do. Take a second and listen because the driver is going to tell you what they need. And um, as soon as as soon as you hear it, you know, they'll reach out and, and then you can help them where they're at. But again, understanding the confounds that that they're in is, is just very unique. So it doesn't take long to, to listen to a driver, sit back and then think about how their life is very, very different than any other patient that we have. How can truckers, drivers, or, or anybody wanting uh, your healthcare services, how can they uh, get in contact with you? Sure, you can find me multiple ways, but you can find me online at driversheathclinic.com and don't forget the S. So it's D-R-I-V-E-R-S-H-E-A-L-T-H-C-L-I-N-I-C.com. You can find me on all the social medias, Drivers Health Clinic. You can also pick up a phone. I try and answer as much as possible. Phone number is 352-643-1034. And that actually goes to all of my clinics. And then uh, if you want to email me, I'm Dr. Dixon. So D-R-D-I-X-O-N at driversheathclinic.com. And if you're in any of our clinics, just stop by, say hi, you know, tell them that you heard us talking to Mike and um, I would love to meet you. That sounds great. We've been speaking with Dr. Bethany Dixon of the Drivers Health Clinic out of Wildwood, Florida. Dr. Dixon, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How can we help improve the quality of life for truck drivers? First, we would like to thank Paul Beavers and Dr. Bethany Dixon for coming on to Road Signs and speaking to us for our Trucker Appreciation Series. If you ask 100 drivers what could make their driving life better, you'll probably receive 100 different answers. However, in some fashion, a good chunk of those replies would focus on technology and health. Listening to our guests, Improving life on the road impacts job performance, from a comfort level standpoint to even matters of life and death. Whether it's navigating your ELD system or your blood sugar levels, the underlying theme from both guests is managing expectations. From a technology view, it's providing drivers the right equipment and platforms to perform their job effectively and efficiently. From a health perspective, it's staying proactive and vigilant and monitoring your well-being. It's one thing to improve your life on the road, but it's also important to have your life. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We will read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with our third and last installment of our Trucker Appreciation Series. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening.